It's the only podcast that broadcasts 438 miles between two cities, the grand old city of Lubbock and the small train depot of College Station, Texas. You're listening to the fifth quarter, a college sports podcast. Good morning, everybody. It is September the 25th. My name is George Koff once again. Alongside me is Desmond McLaughlin. Good morning, Desmond. Good morning, George. And uh, welcome to episode four. Can you believe this? We've been doing this for four weeks, and uh, people have really liked the response. I'm really, I think uh, this is going to be good so far. What do you think? I think so, George. I think it's going on a great path right now. So uh, I think, just like everything, let's get right into it. Let's talk about week week uh, week four in college football. Uh, you know, let's get let's uh, talk about the Red Raiders going to Stillwater. They uh, they traveled. They definitely traveled. And uh, I think the one word that I have is, first off, an apology. Because I doubted. And we can't. We don't have a software to roll back the tape. Like if they say, you know, podcast. But if we could, we would say that Desmond, you know, you had said, watch out. That's my upset. You know, Texas Tech's going to go into Stillwater and just dominate. And um, instead... You know, and I said, "Oh, sure, whatever." No, I was shocked. Wow, big 41, 41 to seventeen win. Uh, what do you? What do you? What's your take on that? I'll, to, I'll chime in. But what did you see from the game? Strive for honor, evermore. Long live the Matadors, George Koff. I told you that Texas Tech was going to win this game. I called it last week. I was feeling good. This. This freshman quarterback, Alan Bowman, came out of nowhere this year. You know, I, I'm actually really disappointed in myself that in the beginning of the season, I said I didn't like him. I didn't like the way he was throwing the ball. I didn't like the decisions he made. But 397 yards and two touchdowns this week, George, against a, a top 15 team, maybe not deserving to be top 15, but still a top 15 team. And now this week ranked 25th, George, huh? top 25. Hey, hey, I um, I I just want to say that uh, uh, maybe twenty five is a stretch, but you definitely oh. are one of you. Definitely, oh. I think we can agree. Oklahoma State, they're they're they were I think too highly ranked for this early in the season for sure. George, George let's let me live this twenty five. A and M dropped out this week, didn't they? We did, but we'll get to that. We'll get to that in a second, okay? Uh, okay, so you know how I said last week, and I'm going directly from my notes. I said it will be close at halftime. We'll see what Texas Tech can do as a second-half team. But a- Oklahoma State's air raid-prone offense is going to burn the Red Raiders' secondary. Okay, I was wrong. Re- the Red Raiders' offense, or the D- secondary, sorry, was just dominant. Okay, this week, y'all play number 12, West Virginia. That's a top and Will, 25. Will Greer, dude. Will Greer. Okay, that's my, you know, sorry, Desmond. My Heisman pick still, Will Greer, is going mm. to burn that secondary. I was a week early. I'm right on time this week. I can uh, see that. I mean, when you have a Heisman caliber quarterback like that, you never know what you can do to the defense. It's going to be 42 to tw- 35. Y'all keep it close till about five minutes left in the fourth. Uh, West Virginia scores two touchdowns in the last five minutes. Get it done. Sneak out of Lubbock, or sneak out of, uh, yeah, sneak out of Lubbock with a win. I just want to say, George, that I remember I said before that 
the rushing game is huge, especially in college football. And I just want to say that Demarcus Felton came out with 130 yards rushing and two touchdowns, which I believe really helped out them win this game. Uh, definitely. I, mean, I think you're right. Rushing is a huge deal. And speaking of rushing, I mean, let's look at let's look at down in Tuscaloosa. A&M stopped the rush really well. And, you know, last week I actually predicted Texas Tech to um, to lose 45-23. to 23. In fact, I was predicting the A&M score, apparently, because oh. that was what the final score was, 45-23. <laughs> A&M, number 22 team in the nation, lost to the top-ranked Tuscaloosa. And Al- the best, te- best team in college football. Agreed. Alabama Crimson Tide. Um, but I think just watching it, I was. We had a big watch party here in our dorm, and that was exciting because everyone gets around the Aggies, and you're watching it. And then, of course, the first play, pick on a bad throw that Mon shouldn't have. He should just taken the sack instead. Um, Alabama started off really strong. That next play, first offensive play for them, 25 yard touchdown by Tua looked exactly like the national championship pass he had to win. You know, last year. Um, yeah. The only the thing that I had mentioned last week was you can't have turnovers, and mm-hmm. Bama mm-hmm. Uh, A&M had two turnovers, but even not just against Bama, against other teams too. Turnovers kill you, and we have only won the turnover battle once this year, and that was against ULM, and that was because we only had one turnover. They had, or they had one turnover because it was a pick we got, and we had none, so mm-hmm. one to zero. Um, our tight end Sternberger got the touchdown, had a nice ninety yard. 99-yard scoring drive because they pinned us inside our own one. Jalen Hurts came in. We were able to stop him, but you can't. once Tua had done all the damage, I mean, mm-hmm. it was about it. Game mm-hmm. set match there for the, mm-hmm. for the Tide. And uh, I just want to say this out here. If, if for anyone who's thinking about uh, sports betting and gambling, I would put your money on the Aggies. We are 4-0 against the spread this season. That includes Northwestern State and ULM, in which we were favorites, but we covered still. And, uh, yeah, so don't. that's a big consolation prize. It's nice to you know be able to say we're 4-0 in, in some category. But uh, <laughs> I think this week we will find 30 different ways to beat Arkansas. And I'm not joking when I say 30. I'm saying rush defense, pass defense, passing yards, rushing touchdown, passing touchdowns. However many categories uh, college football keeps track of, we're going to win in basically every category. I, I'm, I don't want to get too cocky, but um, we and don't be surprised if Anum scores forty to forty-five points. Uh, so in my prediction, farmers they eat bacon forty-one and bacon thirteen. So for those in layman terms, uh, A&M forty-one, hogs thirteen. <laughs> Your take, what do you got? Well, George, I definitely agree. I just want to go back. Um, you know, Alabama is the best team in college football. I knew that they'd come out and they'd be A&M. Um, it was 31-13, I believe, at the halftime. So, you know, you, it's pretty hard to cover, especially against a team like Alabama. Correct. And um, I like to have you talked about the turnovers because A&M had two while Alabama had zero. That's definitely a big aspect of the game. And they also allowed 500 yards throughout the game and um Anum's Anum's top receiver not top receiver but like the receiver with most yards only had 59 that yeah, game um it was a uh, Davis right yeah yeah yeah, yeah Davis yeah, which he, is a oh. big you need you need a receiver to go out there and just just eat up like how Texas Tech has Antoine Wesley 
which well, comes on granted, itself. That's well, what you need. But you also have to look at the fact that Mond was targeting targeted Davis. I think it was like eight times, something like that, and he caught four of them, four or six, something, something along those lines. And Mond overthrew Davis crucially. Okay, there was the second pick that Mond threw in the sec in the end uh, of to end this basically the second half. Bama gets the pick, and then they get a field goal right before halftime. It was a bad overthrow, but Davis was there. Mon just overthrew it, and so you look at it as an Aggie fan saying, "Okay, he's open. That's great. That's great break breaking away from the defender." Bama's secondary rover was right there, catches the ball, of course, turn, returns it for twenty, thirty yards. Um, again, also with uh, uh, what's his name, um, Sternberger. He was dominant. He was breaking. He was getting out in front. And the problem is, Mond, our offensive line, just could not stop Bama's big defensive line. We did mm-hmm. it against Clemson, and I think it was strictly because we were able to uh, step up here at home and we were in front of the 12th man. And I think, really, home field advantage is a huge, huge deal in college football. So, um, I-, I did like how Jimbo played until the very end. He definitely he was calling he called two timeouts in the last minute. Okay, he was trying to score. We were trying to make it thirty to forty five. You know, get that mm-hmm. margin a little bit smaller. You know, Starkle fell on his back to end the game. Like you know, he got tackled. But you know what? I'm not mad at that. I'm not mad. I'm disappointed we couldn't pull out the win. But like I said last week, I said Bama was probably going to get the win. It's just going to see what how we can improve. And I know we're not supposed to be talking about moral victories here in College Station, but every every positive you can get out of Alabama like rushing yards and rush defense and um, uh, punting okay our punter is probably going to win the Ray guy award which is the best punter because he had a 60 he so this against Bama he had a six <clears throat> excuse me 60.8 punting average okay he's pun- he's averaging 59 yards a seat uh, for the whole season for like I think the 12 punts he's had. He's averaging 59 yards a punt. Tell me wow. your punter can't do that. <laughs> yeah, I don't think so. So, um, uh, I think A&M's going to bounce back, get back on to winning ways, and then have a tough, uh, tough matchup with Kentucky in the following week. I think that is Kentucky's starting to scare some. But some people are talking. Excuse me. Some people are talking about saying. Don't overlook Kentucky. That's Benny Snell and Mark Stoops has got his team ready to play. So when we get to that next week, we can talk about that next week. But um, just want to say a quick shout-out. Thanks, Kentucky, for beating Mississippi State. Got me that upset watch win, so appreciate it. (laughs) So uh, top 25. Top 10 stayed about the same. I mean, there was a bit of a switch with LSU and OU. Which I don't understand. For what reason? Why, o- why o- are they you- dropping Oklahoma? Why does everyone keep sleeping on them? Oh, you had to cu- They had to go to overtime to be Army. You're telling like, me that doesn't deserve a drop? No, George. They still won the game. Excuse me. In college football, it's you be Louisiana Tech, and they defeated them by seventeen or whatever it was. Army is a very good team, and Oklahoma should have destroyed them by maybe 20, and instead 
they had to go to overtime and get an army inter a fourth down intercept an interception on army fourth down in overtime to pull out the win. Tell me that that's not that. I I definitely agree with the the move. Maybe I'm pro SEC, but I think LSU is going to start to drop here. They're going to lose. They will, games. George, and Oklahoma will be top four team by the end of the season. Oh, oh, I think so too. But I'm saying right now, we're it's too early in the season to start really digress or start getting deep into the rankings, and um, but I think after t- number eleven. Everything started to just change. Looking at the top 25, we've got Kentucky entered the rankings. Miami went back up. Texas is back-ish. BYU moved up. Duke is in the rankings now. Okay, The last time that Duke and Kentucky were in the same football AP poll was 1957. Dang. Since that time, they have been in 538 AP basketball polls together. (laughs) So the basketball schools are making an impression here in football. Duke, Kentucky, and Syracuse. Syracuse all four of them are a combined 12-0, and 0, if you can believe that. Um, and Mississippi State took that L, so they moved down. And how about – can we talk about TCU for just a second? Mm. Uh, I feel like TCU will bounce back. And, you know, I had said they were going to win the Big 12. I no. still think – no. No. I still think they might make a push. I don't think they're going to win. I think I'm with you. I think OU is going to win. Mm-hmm. Or West Virginia. But, or West Virginia. Yeah, or West Virginia. But I think t- people are, are all of a sudden they're like they're, they're trashing on TCU strictly because they lost to Ohio, Ohio State, which is a very good team, and then they lost to Texas, which you, it's hard to play at DKR in Austin. And I just think I think TCU will win next week, get back – Against Iowa State, they'll get back in the rankings. Same thing with A&M. They'll beat Arkansas. They'll get back in the rankings. Um, but the upset with Old Dominion over Virginia Tech, and Virginia Tech's quarterback is now out indefinitely, Virginia Tech is going to start spiraling. Mm-hmm. Spiraling. They're out of the rankings already. They dropped from 13 to, 50, to, to out of the rankings. So we'll get to see them spiral and see what happens. Um... um Let's see. Oh, yeah. Whoever was writing. Okay. I, I went back and looked. The Boston Globe, NBC Sports Boston, MA or NA or NESN, the New England Sports Network, whatever. All these articles were written about Boston College. Oh, they're 3-0. Oh, you know, this is the first time in 10 years. Woohoo! Did you not watch the three weeks and realize they beat Holy Cross? Um, it was Holy Cross, Wake Forest by a touchdown, and some some small university that was like, excuse me, of course they should be three and zero because they've beaten not trash teams with just no competition there. UMass was the other one. UMass, UMass, Holy Cross, and Wake Forest, and then they say, oh, they're gonna go seven and zero, and what do they do? They put up 13 against an 0-3 Purdue. <laughs> I feel like that was kind of expected. I, let's be honest. Purdue not getting a win, finally getting a win at home. I mean, 
it was going to come eventually. And to Boston College is just the irony about that situation. So we have a new segment this week. So for those of you that do watch The Tonight Show, Jimmy Fallon, Jimmy Fallon will do a segment about thank you notes every so often. I think it's every Friday or every other Friday. So we're going to do our own thank you notes on uh, the fifth quarter here. I'll go first. I'll say uh, the first two I have. Desmond will say his two. And then because our, by coincidence, our third top, our number three for each one is the same, we'll, uh, I'll say it and then we can talk about it. So the first one I have is I would like to say thank you, Old Dominion, for proving to everybody that Virginia Tech being ranked in the top 15 was crazy, unnecessary, and that 29-point underdogs and 29-point spreads don't matter. So, uh, Old Dominion, the Monarchs out there, congrats on your big upset win. My second thank you, thank you, Baylor, for beating Kansas in the, quotes, laughingstock of the Big 12 Bowl. We can't believe we're valuing you better than Kansas. But don't get your ho- don't get your hopes up, especially as you have to play OU this week. So, oh well. Desmond, what do you got for your first two thank yous? All right, George. I'd like to say thank you to Seth Walder for tweeting out the stats and giving Texas Tech a one percent chance to make the playoffs this year. <laughs> I'd like to say thank you for that. It gives us a little confidence. I'd also say thank you for Kentucky for proving how crazy all these ranking guards by going from unranked to number 17 in one week hey sometimes that happens that is crazy george <laughs> i know i know i know that, good point good point it is very crazy but it's also texas same thing they went from unranked to 18th so right right it's just it's crazy uh and our final one i'll mm. say it and then you can say what you had said was thank you to the one ap voter that still believes after four weeks, Clemson is better than Alabama because we are still apparently not unanimous about the best team in college football. Obviously, that Clemson writer or that, that AP voter is a either Clemson homer or did not watch the Clemson A&M game because after that game, even though I'm A&M and, you know, I sh- may- maybe am biased a little bit, I was not convinced Clemson was number two or even one for that matter what did you what was your number three what was the way you phrased it george i'd like to say thank you to all the ap voters for still having clemson at number three because <laughs> apparently having one of the weakest schedules in all of college football means that you're a top three team <laughs> Touche. Exactly. I mean, what is their strength of schedule? I think ESPN rated the same strength of schedules, and out of 130 FBS schools, there's just like 100 maybe, something like that. It's crazy, George. It's crazy. I, L- LSU's football schedule was ranked, I think, like at top three or something like that in, in the hardest, and they're, they're just now in top five. Yeah, it took them how long? Four weeks? Yes. They went from 25 to – here, I got it right here. They went from uh, from 25 to 11 to 12 
to six to five. But okay. George, Clemson does play Syracuse this week, so hmm. It smells like a little fishy here. I do too. I do too. I'm not about to put Clemson on upset watch. No, no. Strictly because I think it's gonna be like the AM Bama game. Clemson probably will win, but Syracuse it's gonna make Clemson earn the victory. Right. If you know what I mean. I, I last year last year people were doubting that Clemson was going to just roll through their schedule again. And then remember Syracuse was the one team that gave Clemson that loss. Right. Before the playoff. And People were doubting Syracuse. They were like, oh, Syracuse is just going to put up two points, three points on Clemson. And then I think the final score was like 13, I want to say like 16 to 13 maybe, something like that. It was low scoring, but Clemson with Kelly Bryant as their starter was not able to win in the Carrier Dome in New York. But Clemson has named Trevor Lawrence their starter now. Which could be, could be a, a uh, interesting change. But with that, we go to our our big games, or what I'm calling five for five in five. So five games for five takes in five minutes. Um, we're just gonna throw that out there. Desmond's upset watch record since uh, for the last few weeks is one and two. Texas Correct, Tech, baby. Texas correctly Tech. picking the Texas Tech upset, but incorrectly getting Oregon. And uh, could not get TCU. So those two were the incorrect. That was Oregon losing to Stanford and TCU losing to Ohio State. I, on the other hand, am 2-1. and one. I've correctly guessed the Kentucky upset over Mississippi State last week. The BYU upset over uh, Wisconsin, but did not get the Washington or Utah. Utah did not win for me. They lost to Washington. So our first game this week, number 20 BYU at 11 Washington in Seattle. It's going to be a road test, a really good road test for BYU. See what they're really made of. Uh, what do you think, Desmond? I think that Washington will win this, George. Close? Yes, definitely close. Um, I forget, last week, did they have trouble winning? Who, Washington? Yes. Yeah, didn't they, didn't they uh, put up, I don't know, like 20 points on your, your small school, Arizona State? Yes, yes. It was 27-20, yes. Okay, so that's close. That's close. I yes. mean, even to Arizona State, who's, you know, kind of put, uh, every game's a dogfight for them. I think BYU's coming off a win against McNeese State, but, okay, then again, that's McNeese State. 30-3 was the final. Right, right. Um, so I, I still think uh, – don't be surprised if the Cougars somehow pull out a win. It won't be a huge upset because – um, I really think sometimes Washington may be overrated. Mm-hmm. But um, I'm going 31-28 Washington. So field goal. And I think it will be a late-minute late, late minute field goal that, that uh, seals it for one of the teams. Okay, okay. Now going into the next game, college game day, game of the week. Number four, Ohio State travels to Happy Valley to face number nine, Penn State. And then the Lions... Um, still trying to get their, or well, sorry, Ohio State trying to get their first away win in Happy Valley since 2014. Last time these two teams played in Happy Valley, that was the blocked field goal. So it was 21, 24, or 24 to 21 was the final by Penn State. They beat number two Ohio State at that time. 
Uh, Penn State's a home underdog. I think there are three-point underdogs, something like that. Um, there's going to be 100,000 fans. I'm calling upset alert, upset watch for me. And uh, I know, Desmond, I think you have something similar, right? Yes, but this is not my upset game of the week, George. Oh, it's not? No, it's not. Oh, oh. Okay. Okay, so uh, I'll just be alone there. I'll take Penn State, watch them be the better team. And Buckeyes will have. I do agree that Penn State will win this game. Buckeyes will be a a comeback, but uh, the Nittany Lions will prevail 28-24. Our next game, the other top 10 matchup of this this week, Stanford, number 7 Stanford, coming off that overtime win in Oregon, plays number 8 Notre Dame in South Bend. Um, Two very storied football programs. Fighting Irish have kind of been, you know, they beat Michigan. Michigan's looking good, but really they haven't played anybody else. They played Vanderbilt, but, I mean, not not enough. They played Ball State, and then they played uh, Wake Forest last week. Not enough to tell me what, what really a sense of who they are. And uh, this is only the eighth time these two teams are ranked while playing. They're going to be ranked playing each other. Uh, Sanford has a late comeback. Notre Dame wins in double overtime. What's your take on that? Double, double overtime, George? Double overtime. Um, I think that Notre Dame will win this game. I think it will be a close game. I'm calling a low-scoring game, too. Calling about 24-17, probably. Okay. Okay. Um, so, okay, so then next, Ole Miss travels to Death Valley into Tiger Stadium to face number five LSU Tigers. Right. This is the Magnolia Bowl, is what they called it, because that's the rivalry game mm-hmm. uh, name for it. Uh, Ole Miss looks to change the fact that you know it's in Death Valley, maybe an LSU win. They're looking for their first win in Death Valley since 2008, so it'd be a 10 years, 10 year drought. Uh, but I think LSU is going to win big. I don't, I don't see. I Ole agree, Miss. George. I think, I think this is going to beat down George. I mean, we saw Ole Miss against Alabama, and they put a, a touchdown on the first play of the game and nothing else after that. It right. might be very similar here. I think right. maybe first or second possession, they're going to put up a score, but LSU's just going to blow them out. I have 41-20, but I'm closer to – I'm more – I'm thinking closer to like 41, maybe 10. Okay, okay. What about you? I have like 38-10, yeah. Okay, yeah. And our final number five – or five for five and five. Tongue twister there is the Virginia Tech Hokies, who are no longer ranked, traveling to Tobacco Road and to Durham to face the number 22-ranked Duke Blue Devils. Virginia Tech looks to bounce back after the Old Dominion upset, and uh, the rarely 4-0 Duke Blue Devils are going to be ready to play. I think Duke is going to go 5-0, headed into their bye week. They get to relax enjoy that 5-0 and status before they go into their bulk of ACC play. What do you got? I agree, George. As you said, Virginia Tech is spiraling out of control, and I, I definitely see Duke winning this game. They definitely go 5-0. and So we're, we're after 5-for-5-for-5, five for five for five, and Desmond, you still haven't made an upset watch pick, so I'm curious. Who do you got? George. I've, I've had change of heart in the last 10 minutes, George. I'm feeling very spontaneous. Two weeks in a row, baby. I'm calling Texas Tech over West Virginia. Let's go. Again? Let's get it, George. Being a homer again? Yes, George. I I am feeling this, George. 
so what what uh what do you think? Do you think it's gonna be close? Do you think it's gonna be something? That yes, like? I definitely think it will be close. But I, I've just I've been down them way too much, George. I just, I have a good feeling about this game. So uh, can you give me a score prediction, or are you uh, just saying it's gonna be close? Oof, I think it will be about thirty-eight, thirty-five. I okay. think it'll be down to like a field goal or maybe a last two-minute touchdown. And That's it'll be close. home, so I'll I'll be able to go watch the game too. Oh yes, you can get good seats. Hopefully. Yes. <laughs> we, was... will, we will see next week, George. And if they win, I will I will play the I will play our fight song and do it on live air. Oh oh okay okay. How about <laughs> this? How about this? You know what? I'm a betting man because I've I'm zero one in my bets so far on the pod on this five fifth quarter podcast show. So here's what I'm gonna do: if West Virginia wins, because they will win. And T- Texas Tech is going to lose. Okay. If West Virginia wins, I get to play Country Roads. Okay, take me home, Country Roads, because that's their little song. I get to play that for the first 10 minutes of the show on loop. That's fine with me, George. That's fine with me. Okay. And uh, otherwise, we get to hear the Texas Tech uh, uh, Something, something, matadors, all, alma mater, yeah, 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 whatever. <laughs> so, those of you, I'm going to post, if you haven't looked at our Instagram, I'll probably post this on our YouTube, but uh, I am currently wearing the North Texas shirt that I purchased because North Texas beat Arkansas, and I said I'd wear it on a podcast. Well, I changed that bet, well, not changed, but I exclusively continued the bet because there was somebody that was like that's not good because your podcast it's only audio no one's going to see your video so I'm like fine you know what I'm going to if they if it does happen I'm going to wear it to the next fight Texas Aggie football game Arkansas lost North Texas won so I get to wear my shirt to the Kentucky A&M game which is a night game so hopefully it'll be cooler and uh uh, you know I'm gonna wear any of stuff over it, so you'll only be able to see the sleeves. And... <laughs> yeah. So uh, speaking of North Texas, they're four and zero for the first time since 1966. They defeated Liberty 47 to seven. No surprise. They go back home to face Louisiana Tech in their first in their conference USA opener. Possibly go to five and zero and get ranked. Um, People are overlooking this North Texas team, which is still the only undefeated team left in the state of Texas. So just a heads up, I they have scored in every single quarter of play, outscoring opponents 195 to 63. They are a good team offensive, defensively, and special teams. Just going to leave it at that and uh, go Mean Green. 5-0 and is looking pretty nice. What about you, Desmond? Well, George, I know I chose Arizona State very early this season. And uh, I know they're probably not going to be ranked or anything. Or maybe they actually might be ranked by the end of the season. But I know like they don't have any chances to like make a good bowl game. But I, I still like this team, George. You know, early season they beat Michigan State 16-13. Um, had a loss against San Diego State. Loss that they shouldn't have had. Um, and then last week they played Washington, a pretty good team. And only lost by a touchdown, so you know they're not doing too bad, George. You know you can't you can't say like their season's like destroyed, but it's definitely not as good as I expected it to be. 
granted. Could could I see that? I see and that. they they try to play Oregon State next week, so that that would be another win. I'll put them to three and two. So don't worry, they're two and two, just like us, and just like. But looking at their schedule, George, uh, they still have to play Colorado, Stanford, USC. Uh, Oregon, yeah. Utah, they still have a lot of hard I don't know why you chose Arizona State to begin with. I'm sorry, but I don't know why you chose yeah, Arizona that, that State. that might have been an impulsive move, George. Well, you know what? You, we, we, you know what? I'll give you a mulligan. So next week, if you, if they somehow lose to o- Oregon State or you're just not feeling the hype anymore, I'll give you a mulligan. You can go find another small school. Thank you, like, George. Thank you. As long as it's not UCF, okay, because they <laughs> – if they claim that they're going to be national champions again, I will f- I will literally lose my mind because last time I checked, the team that's a national champion has has to go through the college football playoff and beat Bama. If it's not Bama. Right. That's just I'm going to leave it at that. And uh, don't forget folks, we are as we enter our October set of sh- of uh episodes in October in October we are going to start having some guests. Desmond and I would love to hear your opinion and love to hear what you have to say. We'd probably maybe get an interview or do some picks with you. Um, you do ha- you can be any affiliation of schools. We don't mind Longhorns or Texas other Texas Tech Red Raiders. Um, send us an email at the5qpodcast at gmail.com or you can DM us on Instagram, on Twitter, Facebook, you can find Desmond and I on Facebook and uh, private message us if you really want to get on the show. We'd love to have you, and we'll find a way to do it. I mean, we won't make the podcasts longer than 30 minutes, 30, 35 minutes because that's our that's what seems like is working. So, yeah, make sure you follow us and on, on Twitter and Instagram, which is at the5q podcast, just like our email. And uh, signing off for the fifth quarter, I'm George Koff. And for my colleague in Lubbock, Desmond McLaughlin, thanks for tuning in. Desmond, take care of yourself. You too, George. And uh, so long. Adios. See you next week.